This program is brought to you by Abiding Above Ministries. Well, I invite you to turn to the book of Acts, and I want to talk tonight about how to stay in step with the Spirit. How to stay in step with the Spirit, and we'll be looking at chapter 8, verses 26 through 40 of Acts chapter 8. We're looking at the account of Philip and the Ethiopian treasurer. When I built this message some time ago, uh, I entitled it, In Step with the Spirit. And I want us to look at Philip the evangelist. I want us to look at one event in his life, and I want you to see how he responded to God very clearly, very quickly, how he responded to God. And I believe there's four principles that we can learn from, from just this little story here. The first one is listen to the Spirit. The second one is obey the Spirit. The third one is rely on the Spirit. And the fourth one is trust in the Spirit. Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. I love this story. And I just want to tell you now what was going on prior to Philip doing what God told him to do. He was in a hot revival. In other words, people were getting saved. And a lot of great things were going on. And now God's about to tell Philip to run out in the middle of nowhere, in the desert. And he didn't tell him no. He told him, yes, Lord, I'll go. So I want you to look at what happens here. And an angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, and eunuch of great authority, under Cadence, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, reading Isaiah, the prophet. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near, join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran there to meet him. And he heard him read the prophet Isaiah and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me. And he besought Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this, and he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shear, so opened he not his mouth. Now if that's not a picture of Jesus Christ, 700 years before that ever took place, I don't know what is. This was written 700 years before Jesus died on the cross. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they both went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized them. And when they were come up out of the water, and this is just another passage for a proof text, that baptism is by immersion, not by sprinkling and pouring. The Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, 
And we, he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Now, I want you to notice something here. Philip did not dilly-dally around with God. Philip listened to the Spirit of God, and he obeyed the Spirit of God. And then as you look further in the passage, he relied on the Spirit of God and trusted in the Spirit of God. Look at verses 26. Look at verse 26 again. And an angel of the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Notice what it says in verse 29. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. On two occasions here, the Spirit is telling Philip something very specific to do. Very, very specific. And because Philip was listening to the Spirit, he heard the Spirit. And so therefore he knew what to obey. And he was very immediate in his obedience. I can tell you this. You can know this. If God, by his Spirit, spoke to Philip in his day, God is speaking to you. The question is this. Number one, are you listening to the Spirit? Do you listen to the Holy Spirit? Do you hear that still, small voice? I was talking to someone just earlier this evening who is going to take an evangelism course. No one prompted her to do this except the Spirit of God. And because her ears are tuned to the Spirit of God, she's listening to Him. And He has instructed her where she might go to learn how to be a soul winner. She's going to do that. God may use her in a special way to lead many to the Lord Jesus Christ. My question is this. Do you hear the still small voice of God? Do you hear the Holy Spirit speaking to you? I can tell you this. If you're not a child of God, you can't hear him. The only one thing you will hear from God. Only one thing. If you're not a child of God, you'll hear this. You must be born again. You must be born again. So what we find here with Philip is he is a man who listens to the Spirit of God. I ask you this question. Do you have a quiet time every day? I made a time where you just get alone somewhere and you listen to God. You listen to him speak to your heart. Do you have that time where you listen to the Spirit of God speak to you and he guides you? That's what Philip did. He spoke to Philip, and you can know this. God speaks to you if you'll only listen. If you'll take some time each and every day, and even all through today, to get quiet before God, God will speak to you. So the second thing is this. you got to listen to the Spirit if you're going to stay in step with the Spirit, and you got to obey the Spirit. you got to obey the Spirit. Look again at verse 27. He didn't question God. He didn't argue with omniscience. You know what Philip did when the Spirit of God told him to go? In verse 27, he arose and went. My question for you is this. What has God been putting on your heart to do as an individual? Is God instructing you to teach a class? Is God instructing you to be a soul winner or to learn how to be a soul winner? What is it that God may be speaking to you about as far as service? Or would you say, 
I'm not hearing anything and I haven't heard anything in years. I hope that's not true. But if you're going to stay in step with the Spirit, if you're going to stay in absolute fellowship with God, walking, talking, listening to God moment by moment, you must have your ears open to the Spirit of God. You must have yourselves up on the sailboat of your life so that when the wind of the Spirit of God blows, you go exactly where He tells you to go. Are your sails up or are they down? That's the question. And is your heart so set right with God that you're going to immediately obey God, whatever it is He tells you to do? It may be something as simple as writing a note picking up the telephone and calling someone and inviting them to church, knocking on your next door neighbor's door who you know goes nowhere to church and say, would you please come with me to my church? It may be something as simple as that. God's purpose, not my purpose, should be our desire and our goal. God's purpose for Philip was not so much for Philip. God's purpose was that that Ethiopian in the middle of nowhere on a chariot not only be saved but be baptized. God knew where he was. God knew exactly what needed to be done. And because of that, I remind you that Ethiopia received the gospel at an earlier time because Philip obeyed the Spirit of God and he left a hot revival, went out in the middle of nowhere to lead this man to the Lord. He listened to the Spirit. He obeyed the Spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. If you'll choose to stay in step with the Spirit of God, to listen to God and immediately obey Him, whatever He say, you will find liberty in your soul wherever you go. The more you do this, the more it becomes the natural way that you are. It won't be something that you're working up or trying to work out. You'll be a person who's Spirit-filled. You'll be spiritual, and God will use you in the most marvelous way. You know what's interesting? Look again in verse 26. He said, And the Lord spoke unto Philip, saying, Arise. And he said, Go toward the south. I mean, when God speaks, when it's the Spirit of God, He gives you exact directions. It's not foggy. It's not hard. It's simple. It's exact. God gives you exact directions and speaks to your heart. What happened? Think about this. God must have given Philip supernatural strength, number one, to run that fast and to run that far. And not only that, God had that chariot stopped in the right place, and he directed Philip to the right place. It was God directing it all. He had the chariot stopped. He had Philip running in the middle of nowhere, and they all came together. God engineered every bit of that. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. God makes things happen for the man or woman who will listen to the Spirit and obey the Spirit no matter what. And when you research revivals, And I've researched revivals. I love to read about revivals. I'm praying for revivals. I want to be a part of a great revival. But when you research revivals, this is what you find out. Most of the time, it's one individual who chose to listen to the Spirit of God and obey the next thing the Spirit of God told them to do, no matter what. That's when revival starts. And I think about the Welsh revival. The church wasn't that full. And each time the invitation is given, It's always awkward. Nobody comes forward. Everybody just kind of, you know, there's a fear and a dread. Let me tell you what started the Welsh Revival. Some little girl walked down the aisle, just a little girl, and she turned around and she faced the congregation, and this is what she said. 
With a trembling voice because she was nervous, with tears streaming down her cheeks, she simply said this, I love Jesus with all my heart. And I mean the whole place thawed out, broke down, and people got on their knees and began to cry out to God. And that is when and where the great Welsh revival began. And then God used Evan Roberts as the messenger. And you know what? He didn't preach messages. He shared his personal testimony, and he got other people to stand up and share their personal testimony. And freedom began to reign in the hearts and minds of God's people. And they began to share and began to praise God. And they got to be a quantania and a kindred spirit. And it swept that whole country. It went across the Atlantic Ocean. And even to this day, it has an effect on our seminaries, on books that have been written that people are still uh, reading. It's amazing what God will do with a man or woman who will first of all be one who listens to the Spirit and be one who obeys the Spirit no matter what. And isn't it interesting that the eunuch's heart was prepared In other words, God knew when he was going to send Philip, how fast Philip was going to have to run. He would keep him from getting tired, and he would make the eunuch be reading Isaiah chapter 53 in that passage where it talks about the suffering Savior. 700 years it was written before he read that, and this is what happened. It all came together. God had that chariot stopped. He had the eunuch's heart prepared, and all Philip had to do would speak Jesus to him, and he got saved. When you live in step with the Spirit of God, in fellowship with God, walking by His Holy Spirit, listening to Him, obeying the simplest things He's telling you to do, something's going to happen. God intends for it to happen. It is God's desire for us to live and to walk this way. Just so happened, they were close by water. Water deep enough that He could get all the way underneath it so He could be immersed. And that's what he asked him. He said, what's wrong with me being baptized right here? And Philip said, if you'll believe with all your heart, you can be baptized even right here. And so he gave exact directions. The Spirit did. He stopped that chariot. He had prepared the eunuch's heart from the reading of Isaiah chapter 53, which talks about our Savior. And he was baptized because God had provided the water whereby he could be baptized. But you know something interesting? When God told Philip what to do, he didn't just think about it. He didn't look at his watch. He didn't look at his calendar. He didn't think, well, does it fit in with my schedule? The Bible said he took off. He took off running to obey God. He wanted to do exactly what God would have him do. It reminds me of a a golden retriever I once had. A golden retriever has such an instinct to go retrieve that I mean nothing will stop him. I could throw a stick out in icy water and he'd break the ice to get to that stick. It's amazing. And I believe Philip was this way. And I believe a man or woman who listens to the Spirit and obeys the Spirit, I believe if there's a brick wall back there and God says, you run your head through that brick wall, I believe with all my heart if you'll do it. When you get there, God will provide a hold your head to go through. I believe that. But you know what? We need to live that way. Look, time is winding down. It's either for your age and death or for the Lord Jesus Christ to come back. We need to quit thinking about what we need to do and what we should do. And we need to obey what God's been telling us to do for 40 years. The simple things, the little things. And so Philip ran. 
It was immediate and all-out obedience. So the third thing is this. You have to listen to the Spirit. You have to obey the Spirit. And you have to rely on the Spirit. Look again at verse 35. Notice, God had made it so they could intersect together, Philip and the eunuch. It just so happened, of course, he was reading Isaiah 53. He didn't quite understand it. He needed a man to help him understand it. And all of a sudden, here Philip is. Then Philip opened his mouth. And you know the reason I believe it's written, open his mouth? It's because Philip didn't come there with three points and a point. Philip didn't know what a sermon was. He ran out there because God told him to. He didn't know what he was going to say. He opened his mouth, and what was supposed to be said to this man came out of him. He opened his mouth and began at the same scripture. He didn't have time to prepare, and he preached unto him Jesus. It's amazing what God will do with a man or woman who listened, obey, and relies on the Spirit of God. Spirit gave the words to Philip. I believe with all my heart, if you'll be a man or a woman who will get up in the morning, earlier in the morning, maybe an hour and a half earlier, you're retired, that's easy. You say, I get sleepy. Well, then stand and do it. So if you go to sleep, you fall. But sit before God, get quiet, and say, Lord, speak to my heart. Your servant heareth. And whatever he tells you to do, don't question him, don't negotiate. Say, I'll do it. And then stand up and go do it, relying on him. That's what Philip did. And you know what Philip preached to this Ethiopian? He didn't preach self. He didn't tell him, oh, it was me. You're not going to believe what's happened to me. He didn't waste his time with all that stuff. He simply preached Jesus to him because it is only through Jesus that a person can get saved. And then the fourth thing is this. You got to listen to the Spirit. You got to obey the Spirit. You got to rely on the Spirit. And you got to trust in the Spirit no matter what. Look again at verses 39 through 40. I know this sounds strange, but I'm telling you what, this really did happen. Verse 39. And when they were come up out of the water, The Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. He was snatched away. You know what that speaks of? That speaks of life's surprises. If you choose by an act of your human will to be a man or a woman who lives seven days a week, your waking hours, listening to the Holy Spirit, wherever you might be, whatever you might be doing. With this in mind, I will obey what he tells me to do next. No matter how uncomfortable it makes me, no matter what, I will do it. And if you'll live that way, relying on him, listening to him, obeying him, relying on him to do through you what you can't do, this is what's going to happen to you. There's going to be life surprises. And God, in a remarkable way, is going to use you. And I promise you this. If you'll just begin to live this way and step with the Spirit of God, moment by moment, day by day, there's going to be some surprises in life that's going to come your way that's going to be good. Sometimes they're not going to be so good, and it's going to make you feel awkward. But I promise you, in those moments, keep trusting God. And the next thing you know, less and less you'll feel awkward. 
You'll become a soul winner. It'll be easy for you to talk to people about the Lord Jesus Christ. He will increase in their urgency on you. You won't waste people's times with nothingness. You'll have something to say that comes from the Spirit of God and not from the Spirit of man. You will preach Jesus to those people. We're living in desperate times. Here Philip was snatched away now. Think about it. There he was, and all of a sudden, now he's not there anymore. He's gone. Life surprises. But then it says, verse 40, But Philip was found at Azotos, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. You know what? There he was snatched away. I don't know how long he was snatched away or anything. Nobody knows. But I can tell you this. He found himself a long way off, safely dropped back down somewhere else. (laughs) Uncertain about, well, where am I? What am I supposed to do? You know what I love? He didn't He didn't question it too long. He just kept on preaching. (laughs) He snatched up and he finds himself all of a sudden in some other city. He didn't hunker down and hang around and think, wow, and go tell everybody. He just kept preaching Jesus. It's what he kept doing. He kept on preaching the gospel. He turned and did the duty that was lying nearest. He did the next thing. He had prior intimacy with God. He had prior provisions from God. He trusted God with his present, and he trusted God with his future. You know what? I'll tell you how to make it easier. When you choose to live a life of staying in step with the Spirit of God, listening to Him, obeying Him immediately, relying on Him and trusting with Him, what's going to happen with you is this. Your intimacy level is going to go so high, God's going to use you in a special way in the lives of other people. And it's going to become natural and normal for you when things get hard or you can't see what's going to happen out there and you you don't understand everything. It's going to be easier for you. I've trusted him back there. My goodness, look at what he's doing now. And it's going to make it easier for you to just walk by faith into the future. But if you don't spend time with God, if you're not walking with him intimately during the day, if you're not looking about you trying to help people in some kind of way for the Lord's work, not just to make you popular and to make you well-liked, but so that when you leave them, you leave them standing in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ because you've been there by the power of the Holy Spirit. God can't use a person who doesn't live that way. In a, in a sense, it's almost you're in the way. I'm not being critical, but you're in the way. So I want to encourage you to stay in step with the Spirit of God. You can choose by an act of your will to listen to the Holy Spirit, choose to obey Him, Whatever he tells you to do, it may be something as simple as don't leave too quickly. Listen to that person. Talk to that person. If the Spirit of God is telling you to do that, there's no question what you should do. What are you rushing off to? Listen to God and rely on him realizing, I can't in and of myself live the Spirit-filled life. I have to rely on him who lives in me. And that's exactly what we see in Philip. He didn't waste any time. God told him what to do very specifically. And he got up and he started running. He ran. And God used him in the most marvelous way. And I want to encourage you to be that person who listens, trusts, relies, and trusts on the Spirit of God. And remember this, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. 
You've been listening to Abiding Above Ministries with Chris Hodges. If you would like Chris to speak at your church or event, please go to our website, abidingabove.org. God bless you and make you a blessing.